Good morning, jesters. Good morning, jestettes. Good morning, fellow jesterians. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I miss you. I love you, man. Well, we had uh, we had a, brief, uh, a severe disruption in our life yesterday. I left my girlfriend because, well, her kids are completely disrespectful and just don't give a fuck. They, 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 they think that it's okay to call me a bum. They think that I don't do shit. But it's okay, because fuck them. And, well, I guess, obviously she's going to take her kids, her children's side, but, I mean, it's, it's her fault, because she didn't fucking set them goddamn straight to begin with. So fuck her, and fuck them. Fuck that whole goddamn situation, man. Uh, I put in so much time and effort and money into that goddamn relationship, and what did I get out of it? Dick. I got dick out of it because, well, I wasted eight years of my motherfucking life. That's for goddamn sure. So if you're listening to this, Becca, it's not your fault. It's your fucking kids. Well, it kind of is your fault because you raised your kids to be like that. You didn't tell them. You didn't set them fucking straight that I was there doing shit. I was doing shit... Who the fuck mows your lawn? Who the fuck shovels your goddamn walks and driveway? Who the fuck's dog does all that? Oh yeah, that's right. This bum right here fucking did that. While I was doing a podcast. While I'm fucking creating Channel 716. While or helping create Channel 716. Oh, it's just, it's goddamn aggravating, man. Fuck, fuck stupid people. I'm fucking tired of stupid motherfucking people. I'm done with it. I'm done with that bullshit. And now... Now I'm free. I can... I'm free. Fuck them bitches, man. Every goddamn last one of them. Ha! What are you gonna do? So, now I am out in the country. I'm staying with my parents temporarily. Until... Right now, I'm just, I don't have any internet out here. So, my mother has to up, do the hotspot on her phone so I can upload my podcast every day. Because I'm not... You guys are my priority, man. Absolutely, I love every goddamn last one of you. A thousand subscribers by June is what we want. That's gosh darn right. Subscribers by June. What is the date today? Today is two nineteen. Deuce deuce. So we will not be doing space weather for a while because no internet, but. We are going to continue with the podcast in the UFC because them motherfuckers oh need to be taught what to do. But we are going to first dive into back into our conversation with Dr. Carl Hart and drug use for grown-ups. Tasting liberty in the land of fear. The large ballroom was filled with Texas law enforcement officials. Male, female, Asian, black, Latino, white, these were not meant. These weren't. Uh, these were not my people. Cops, prosecutors, judges, probation officers. They made me uncomfortable. But my discomfort had more to do with the lingering psychological impact of hostile law enforcement encounters I've had in the past. As part of my talk, I told the audience that, of course, excessive drug use should be discouraged during pregnancy. It doesn't matter whether the drug is alcohol, caffeine, tobacco, or weed. 
Consumption of any of these substances should be taken in consultation with a healthcare professional and should be limited. Oh, and should be limited. Similarly, women who eat unhealthy diets while pregnant risk putting their and their fetus's health in jeopardy. However, I also explained that the negative health consequences of prenatal marijuana exposure for child development are frequently overstated. The exaggerations in themselves can harm women and their children by increasing the unwarranted stigma associated with cannabis use by expecting mothers in the... By... Ugh, Jesus. I can't even fucking read today. See, my mind is fucking racing. I'm just so pissed off over the shit that happened yesterday, man. Fuck those people, man. Whew, let's start this all over again. Uh, well, not the whole thing. Similarly, women who eat unhealthy diets while pregnant risk putting their, their and their fetus's health in jeopardy. However, I also explained that the negative health consequences of prenatal marijuana exposure for child development are frequently overstated. The exaggerations in themselves can harm women and their children by increasing the unwarranted stigma associated with cannabis use by expecting mothers. In the past, this intense stigma has resulted in the removal of children from their mothers and even in the incarceration of mothers. When I finished speaking, the huge packed room was silent. This crowd wasn't accustomed to hearing anything that conflicted with the messages or with the message, drugs are bad, period. Slowly, a few people spoke up. Their assertions, usually cloaked in the form of questions, made it clear that they believed you are either discouraging marijuana use or promoting it. I tried these legal experts to see that there are more nuanced ways of thinking about cannabis specifically and drugs in general. The 20-minute question-and-answer session dragged on for what seemed like forever. I felt as if I had been teleported back to the 1980s when Nancy Reagan's slogan, Just Say No, passed as high-level drug education. You do realize you're in Texas, right? One guy asked, oh, because, because being in a different part of the world means that drugs react differently? That, 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 that makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> you do realize you're in Texas, right? One guy asked, sporting a self-satisfied satisfied smirk on his weathered red face. Not being entirely certain of the intention behind this question, I shot him a mechanical smile that was about to be followed by some Miami mean shit. But my smile must have shown sufficient appreciation of Texas's specialness because he immediately moved on to the crux of his issue. He wanted me to know that I was wrong. That prenatal weed use in equivocally that prenatal weed use unequivocally produces cognitive impairments and other abnormalities in offspring. He even cited a scientific expert who shared his position, Dr. Ira Chasnov. A pediatrician by training, Chasnov may be best known for exaggerating the number of fetuses exposed to cocaine prenatally and for wildly overstating the effects of prenatal cocaine exposure on child development. In the 1980s, without the necessary evidence, he and others warned of the extraordinary horrors that awaited so-called crack babies as they aged. 
Astonishingly, Chasnoff advised parents of cocaine-exposed infants not to make too much eye contact with their babies because it overwhelmed the child. Fucking idiots. Not only was this advice unfounded, it also conflicted with the major theories on parent-child bonding. This was reprehensibly irresponsible. Despite this, in 2017, Chasnoff was at it again, now focused on prenatal marijuana exposure. He published an editorial in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Neither objective nor informative, the piece suffered from misinterpretation of previous research findings to draw an expedient conclusion. For example, Chasnoff stated that a consistent pattern of deficits has been observed in prenatal, prenatally marijuana-exposed children. This is simply incorrect. The totality of the evidence shows that on the overwhelming majority of measures, the cognitive performance of marijuana-exposed children does not differ from that of control subjects. Furthermore, even when there is an observed statistical difference, it is inappropriate to conclude that the difference equates to a deficit or that it has an impact on the daily functioning of the individual. That is why it is essential to determine whether the cognitive scores are within those of the normal population's range. If scientists, as well as non-scientists, are not cognizant of this potential pitfall, they run the risk of inappropriately labeling children as defective, just as was the case during the so-called crack baby epidemic. My major concern is not that pregnant women might be advised to avoid using cannabis. They already receive sound advice related to nutrition, environmental hazards, and substance use. Rather, I worry that vociferous, misinformed moralists masquerading as scientists misrepresent the available data on prenatal cannabis exposure and unjustifiably promote fear. Such reckless behavior has contributed to children being separated from their mothers and placed in foster care. These placements can be far more harmful to children than their mother's cannabis use can. The fact is that many parents who use drugs are good parents and their children are clearly better off with them. Unfortunately, this fact is frequently dismissed. For example, a recent proposal calls for pregnant women or women at risk to be of becoming pregnant to be screened for marijuana use but not for their ability to parent. This is preposterous. It uniquely restricts women's civil liberties by exposing them to legal consequences that men do not face. And considering the pervasiveness of racism in drug law enforcement, black women can expect to bear the brunt of the consequences resulting from this or any other proposed draconian policy. During a recent visit to a weed store in Denver, I was struck by this thought. The public discourse on cannabis too often omits the joy that people seek and experience from the marijuana high. I watched a continuous stream of people, young, old, female, male, seemingly all law-abiding, flow in and out of the shop. They wore familiar secret expressions. I can't wait to hit this. To get nice. Politely and unobtrusively, they all selected their weed, paid for it, and left. I did the same. 
Later that evening, I connected with friends and shared the items I had purchased. Marijuana both enhanced and enhanced the pleasantness of our moods and of the evening, but it also promoted such pro-social behaviors as sharing, openness, and friendship. Considering how emotionally taxing life can be, it is foolish and infantilizing to enact laws that forbid access to this pleasure-producing plant. I'm now firm in my belief that marijuana is a key ingredient to happiness for a great number of people. What kind of person prevents another's responsible pursuit of happiness? Not a very human one, or not a very humane one. You're goddamn right. <sighs> I'm just, man, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, I'm fucking lost. Eight fucking years down the goddamn tube. Do you know why? Because I ate some uh, pasta salad that wasn't mine. I didn't make it. I didn't buy it. But I had a fucking, I had a half a bowl. But guess what? That ruined my eight years. So, <laughs> so if, if my relationship was that, uh, uh, unsolid, then it, it, it wasn't the pasta salad. Fuck that hoe, man. Fuck that fat little cunt who thinks that, who, who, who thinks she knows everything, man. It's okay. Because she'll see. She'll see once shit starts popping off. Like I said, this is going to be my fucking year. This is going to be my fucking year. My podcast is going to take off. Channel 716 is going to take off. Promoting with the... Uh, the, the promoting jester. No, the, the jester's promoting company. I forgot the name of my own fucking company. The jester's promoting company is going to take off. We're going to get clients. We're going to get fucking going. And it's just, it's going to be phenomenal. I'm excited. But these motherfuckers, they stepped out, man. They... I'm a bum. I'm a bum. You're a bum. All you do is sit around and do nothing all fucking day. Well, go fuck yourself, you fat little cunt. What do you do? Stupid little bitch. Go fuck yourself. God, that little cunt pisses me off. Ugh! Smack that little hoe. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. If you're listening to this, Trinity fucking Watson, you're a goddamn cunt. You're an idiot who doesn't know dick about anything. So go fuck yourself, man. Jesus fucking Christ. And same with your goddamn fat ass father. Fuck that motherfucker too. He's filling your goddamn head with this bullshit. Okay, okay. That's enough of the personal. <laughs> Man, let's, uh, let's dive into the UFC, shall we? Let's see what these mother truckers are trying to sell us today. It's high-stakes diplomacy as the U.S. insists Russia is preparing for a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Russia claims it's not... Oh, he insists. This is day 21, discussing Russia and Ukraine. No, I'm sorry, this is day 22 of Russia and Ukraine. Now, he swore up and down that they were going to invade on Wednesday. Nothing ever happened. But now, now, goddamn, all signs are pointing to him invading soon. Soon, man, go f yourself, man. We don't believe you. 
not, but it's got Ukraine surrounded. An outbreak of shelling in the east yesterday, the worst since the ceasefire was reached two years ago, set off alarms that it could spiral into something bigger. At the White House, President Biden said there was a very high threat that Moscow could go ahead with a military invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, Every they could. Anybody, anybody could do anything. But he's not. He doesn't have any reason to invade. Because obviously, Ukraine is going to keep paying fucking Joe Biden to hopefully maybe one day they can get into the goddamn NATO. Ooh, that's not going to happen. So who the fuck cares? Just keep it. It's a big fucking game they're playing. And it's getting gross. Go into Ukraine. Attack Ukraine. Today, Vice President Harris is in Munich, Germany, where she plans a series of meetings this week and about the crisis, including one with Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. NPR White House correspondent Franco Ordonez is traveling with Harris. He joins us now. Good morning, Franco. Hey, Leila. So, Franco, bring us up to speed on the latest developments. A real sense of urgency from U.S. officials, right? Yeah, you know, the United States is taking the threat very seriously from the president on down. I mean... No, 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 no. The president is the only one, well, president and the media, the fucking biased media, they're the only ones taking it seriously. The fucking people who live in Ukraine aren't taking it fucking seriously. Because this isn't a fucking serious threat. Biden's just trying to raise up some, I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do. I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do. Yeah, it appears he's trying to start a war with Russia. Why? I don't know. Because he's a fucking idiot. As you just heard him say yesterday, the sense is that the invasion will happen in the next several days. And that's because Russia has moved more troops in. And there are all these signs of the kind of false flag operation the White House has been warning about. You know, it's the kind of thing that creates a pretext for Russia to move in. Biden is holding a call with more allies today. And he says there is still a chance for talks to avert this. Here's actually what Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, told our colleague Mary Louise Kelly last night. I'd like to think that our diplomacy, our uh, exposure of this has, uh, has delayed their planning. And we're going to keep leaning in and keep pushing uh, to delay their moving in this direction and hopefully come to the negotiating table. Now, it's not yet clear whether that will happen. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is here in Munich, too. And a State Department spokesman said last night that Blinken is set to meet with Russia's foreign minister sometime next week. That's, of course, as long as there is no invasion. So this is all coming as the annual Munich Security Conference takes place. It usually draws top national security officials from Europe and the U.S. What will the vice president be doing while there? Well, she's going to be addressing the conference tomorrow, and she'll be talking about how the U.S. sees the threat posed by Russia and how the U.S. believes it has brought its... Again, it's not the U.S., it's illegitimate Joe Biden that believes that it's a giant threat. He's trying to do some stupid shit. I don't fucking know what he's trying to do, but I don't want to be a goddamn part of it. closer together. You know, I expect she'll make a strong statement about how the U.S. supports Ukraine's right to sovereignty. And just to underscore that, she plans to meet with President Zelensky on the sidelines of the conference. It's one of the many meetings with leaders she is planning. And as the White House tries to show that everyone is on the same page about Russia. 
Today, she's meeting with NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg and later the leaders of Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania, the three Baltic states whose borders are also close to Russia and who are very nervous. So the administration has made it clear that an invasion could be imminent. If it happens, how does that affect Harris' plans? You know, I've asked about that, and the administration acknowledges that the situation is extremely fluid. They say they've spoken a lot about the likelihood of an invasion, pointing out that it can happen at any time. Now, they won't say what Harris will do if there is an invasion, but when asked about those kind of contingency plans, you know, we reporters are told that the administration is determined to stand together with Europe and NATO. You see, they're not answering questions. They're saying, well, we're determined to stand together. That's not a fucking answer. That's not a fucking answer. You're just playing fucking games and playing Ring Around the Rosie, and it's, it's aggravating. NPR White House correspondent Franco Ordonez traveling with the vice president in Munich. Thank you. Thank you, Leo. Former President Donald Trump and two of his adult children must testify under oath. That is the ruling of a New York judge in response to arguments by lawyers for Donald, Don Jr., and Ivanka Trump. The Trumps were trying to avoid questions from the New York Attorney General about alleged fraud at the Trump Organization. Earlier this week, it was announced that Trump's longtime accounting firm has cut ties with the ex-president. NPR's Andrea Bernstein has been covering this investigation, and she joins us now. See, this whole fucking story stinks. Like, it fucking stinks. What company is going to publicly admit, no, you, you can't trust our work for the past 10 years. You can't trust it. You can't trust. What fucking company? And this is coming out at exactly the same time that fucking Hillary Clinton has been dragged through the fucking mud for all her fucking spying and treasonous acts? Gee, I wonder what's going on here. Fuck these people, man. Andrea. Good morning. Good morning. So they have to testify. Sounds like a legal setback for the Trump organization. Is this the final word on this? Well, probably not. Yeah. Uh, what happened yesterday was that there was a court hearing in New York and lawyers. It's all fucking lies. The whole Russia Trump collusion was a lie, was fucking fabricated by that fucking DNC. The domestic terror group here in the United States. The Democratic National Committee. They're fucking terrorists. Can you not fucking see? We've been saying it for fucking months. Years. Who the fuck knows? They just keep on digging deeper. But hey, let's, let's God damn it. Trump, Trump, Trump. He's a monster. Trump didn't. No, he fucking didn't. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Because he couldn't. For Donald Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump and the Trump Organization made pretty vociferous arguments that it would be unfair for them to be required by the New York Attorney General to answer questions because her office is also involved in a separate criminal probe of the Trump family business. The judge, Arthur Engron, who is a Supreme Court judge in New York, just made mincemeat of the Trump argument. He said it completely misses the mark. Uh, he said that for the- Do you know what else misses the mark? The fact that fucking Hillary Clinton spied on the, on the Trump uh, campaign and then spied on the Trump administration. That's treason. Hmm. That's an enemy of the state. Hmm. But let's keep on going with this bullshit, trying to just 
Dirty Trump's name because, well, hmm, we can. Hmm. Fuck these people, man. It's disgusting. Attorney General not to investigate the Trumps would have been a blatant dereliction of duty. And in New York, it's a little confusing, but the Supreme Court is actually not the highest court. So it can be appealed, and there's been an indication by Trump lawyers oh, that they this will whole fucking okay, so time, this Trump's whole fucking government is a derelict of their fucking asked? duty. So we know from previous court filings that the Attorney General is especially interested in the way that Donald Trump and Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump overvalued properties when it was in their interest and undervalued them when it was not. For example, when they had to pay taxes. Number one, you show me one goddamn businessman that doesn't fucking do that. You dumb sons of bitches. Jesus Christ. Sounds like good business in the to me. suburbs of New York. They Sounds like good the fucking business prices to me. When they wanted to later donate it to the state so they could get a big tax deduction, they said, for example, that the <sighs> property had big potential because Shut it was zoned in a certain way when it was not. Uh, there was also intrigue about Trump's apartment, according to these documents, that anymore. Donald Trump said his apartment in Trump Tower was bigger and worth more, way more than it was. So these are the kinds of things that the attorney general says she needs to know. Will they have to answer? So this is what the judge kept saying. They have the right to take the Fifth Amendment, just as Eric Trump, a third Trump child, did when he was previously questioned by the Attorney General. That was 500 times. The Trump said this is unfair because not answering questions, taking the Fifth Amendment, can be used against them as a negative inference in a civil case. And the judge said, yeah, well, that's the law. It applies to everyone. Trump's too. Hmm. How are the Trumps reacting? So... <laughs> the Trump what about, organization again, again, what about Hillary? That the spy that that infiltrated fucking government servers for her benefit. I and Obama knew about it. He just looked the other way. <laughs> the DNC is a goddamn domestic terrorist group. They need to be brought the fuck down because there's some stupid shit going on and needs to be fixed last night saying the entire system is corrupt yeah Donald the entire system Trump is corrupt had one of those all caps statements there is no case and his lawyer called these statements by the attorney general politically motivated and abhorrent of course the they are politically motivated, motivated and said he'd seen the evidence <laughs> and he believed that it was not in any way brought by personal animus but by facts and the law reporter andrea bernstein facts thank created you. by hillary clinton and her goddamn spine National Olympic Committee is dealing with the fallout from yesterday's women's figure skating event. Today, IOC President Thomas Bach talked about it at length in his final press conference at the Games. The event was not the kind the IOC likes. 15-year-old Russian star skater Kamila Valieva left the ice in tears after a disastrous performance, and it came at the end of a week when she was at the center of a relentless controversy because of her pre-Olympics positive test for a banned drug. NPR's Tom Goldman is in Beijing and joins me now. Well, you know what? This wouldn't have happened had they just not allowed her to compete because of she broke the fucking rules. That's just how it works, man. Rules are there, so everybody has a fair playing field. If somebody breaks the rules, sorry, you can't participate. But when we make special uh, uh, concessions, and then they're talking, she left the ice crying after a miserable before. Well, guess what? She wouldn't have had a miserable performance had you can banned her like you should have. Follow the can rules, man. 
God damn it. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. So, as we oh. both know, the IOC traditionally is expert at dodging thorny issues. <laughs> None were as thorny as Camila Valieva this week. Why do you think he spoke about it? He had to. Uh, it has consumed the games for the past week or so, as you well know. But, you know, knowing how the IOC likes to dodge, we came to this press conference ready to have to pry out information about Valieva. It was notable that he spoke about her unprompted in great detail. And he talked about watching on TV. He wasn't there, which drew other criticism. But he watched Valieva's painful meltdown. And then he said he was very disturbed by the images after when Valieva's coaches treated her with what Bach called a tremendous coldness. Here he is. It was chilling to see this rather than uh, giving her comfort, rather than to try to help her. And boxing. Um, this, this, this little girl was found in violation of the rules. So it's okay because she's a little girl. She can still compete even though she violated the rules. You know, it, it might not have been her. Who made that decision to violate the rules? It probably was her coaches or people who are above her. But man, rules are rules, man. And he can only wish for her to get support and hope that uh, this all is addressed in the right way and doesn't continue being a traumatic experience for Valleva. Mm, she's only 15. 16. Wishing and hoping sorry, are nice, she's but 15. shouldn't the IOC be doing something? 16. I mean, it oversees the Olympics. Well, absolutely. Oh, and Box said the IOC see, has contacted they're, they're the... They're tugging at your heartstrings. See, they're saying Trump broke the rules. He's a fucking monster. But this little girl broke the rules. She's she's just a little girl. She doesn't know anybody. I don't fucking care. She broke the fucking rules. Rules are rules, man. You break the rules, you suffer the consequences. That's just how it is. Now, Trump obviously didn't break any rules. He was being a good goddamn businessman. But... And all this Russian collusion shit, that was all just fabricated by Hillary and her goddamn DNC, the domestic terror group. But again, rules are rules. Olympic Committee but about for, not, not welfare. He also said discussions need to happen on some. many issues related to others. the scandal, including possible limits on minors, senior competitions, and more scrutiny of entourages, the people closest to athletes, like coaches. And Box said those discussions have begun, and the IOC is dedicated to getting it right. Okay, Tom, but critics say there's often a big disconnect between what the IOC does and what it says. They do, and there often is. And, you know, consider Valieva's controversial coach, Terry Tutberidze. Uh, she turns out female teenagers who burn brightly and win titles, uh, but their shelf lives often are short, due in part to their bodies giving out and reported severe diet restrictions. Now, the skating world has known about these questionable practices. The IOC should have, too, because after last night, the coaches' skaters have won gold and silver in the individual women's competition in the last two Winter Olympics. Any other issues of note from President Bach? Well, there was this crazy moment yesterday, as we've been reporting, when an official with the Beijing Organizing Committee, known by the acronym of BOCOG, went off at the daily briefing, calling reporters' questions lies when asked about Chinese human rights violations, forced labor of the Uyghur minority. Very uncomfortable moment for the IOC, which has a carefully crafted public position that it's politically neutral and only about bringing the world together. So Bach was asked about this Chinese official, uh, and he said after her comments, they all had a conversation. Here he is. And then uh, both uh, organizations, uh, Bokok 
and uh, the ISE have uh, restated their unequivocal commitment to remain uh, politically neutral uh, as uh, it is required by the Olympic Charter. So the IOC again is in its comfort zone, no politics. NPR sports correspondent Tom Goldman in Beijing. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome, Layla. And that's up first. And that was the UFC for Friday, February 18th. Deuce, deuce. These mother truckers, man, they just keep on coming at you with the bullshit, with the bullshit. First story was about Russia and Ukraine again, the 22nd day. Yeah, that we are talking about Russia and Ukraine. Nothing's happening. Nothing's going to happen. Putin is just getting with people. I can't, I gotta watch my mouth, because I'm at my parents' house, I can't swear and be loud, and, uh, so, it's, this is gonna be a little, I'm sorry, guys, but, Russia and Ukraine, man, Vladimir Putin said, he has no plan on invading, okay, like I said, I believe, I'm more willing to trust Vladimir Putin's words than illegitimate Joe Biden's words, because illegitimate Joe Biden is a known liar. A proven liar. We've seen his fucking lies. We've seen his fucking... He's a piece of shit. He's been a piece of shit all his life. He's going to continue being a piece of shit till the day he's dead. Till the day his fucking heart stops, man. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshizer. What? what? And then I heard also that uh, Russia kicked some... Some uh, uh, diplomat out. Well, yeah, because they're just fucking... They're playing the games, man. They're being stupid, saying, we're gonna, Russia's gonna invade on Wednesday. But then we found out that European wars never start on Wednesday. It's just, <laughs> I'm, that was a joke. I hope you guys know that. I'm just, I'm making fun of the fact that he said it was gonna start on Wednesday. That was bullshit. Fuck Joe Biden, man. <laughs> Fuck Joe Biden. And the horse he rode in on. And the second story was about Donald Trump. <sighs> and his tax problems. Or, I don't even know what the fuck it is. Because he was, he lied about some of his properties being worth more than what they are and sometimes being worth less. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? This is such petty bullshit. Such petty bullshit. But, again, they're ignoring the fact that Hillary Clinton got busted spying on his campaign. Busted spying on the fucking... White House infiltrating the White House servers to spy on the Trump administration. That's fucking treasonous, man. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, they're going to report on that because, fuck, they're Hitlery fans. They're they're a little Hitlers themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. And the final story was about uh, the women's figure skating in Camelia Valjova. I, I forget. I think that was her name. Uh, she broke the rules, yet they still let her compete. Now they're mad that people are treating her cold, coldly, being cold towards her, not, not congratulating. Dude, the bitch had a horrible fucking, uh, obviously they're sad, a, a horrible, uh, uh, round on the ice, whatever, a set, whatever the fuck you want to call it. She had a, a horrible performance, I guess. And now she's all crying. Well, you shouldn't have let her fucking compete. This never would have happened. You break the rules, you suffer the consequences. 
That's the way it's always been. That's the way it should always be. Unless, of course, you're wealthy and then you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? That's why Hitlery thinks. Oh, well, so I guess that's it for the day, guys. I'm Again, I'm sorry we can't check on Mr. Ben. Eventually, we will we will switch, fix some, uh, figure some shit out. We'll start getting some income in. Uh, share, 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 share. Subscribe and share, man. Because then that'll give me a bit of an income. <laughs> if, if, the, if the podcast gets big, I'll get an income and I can start living my life again. And I'm, I'm done. I'm done with relationships now. No more fucking relationships for me. Because, man, I've had two. Which, you know what, that may not be a lot, but two's enough for me. The first one was a whore. The second one was an idiot. So, now, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? So, be a better version of yourself. Schmuck the weed every day. And just make shit happen. Another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. Free. Oh.